welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Cosmic CEO. Happy Sunday if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to this on a Sunday, even if it's not live. If this is your version of church... I mean, honestly, like I'm worried for your salvation. (laughs) I'm worried for my salvation. You shouldn't be listening to me. It's church service. If you're the type of person who's wanting to be saved, like do not be spending your time listening to this episode. (laughs) Just kidding. I hope you have had a lovely week. I am so excited to record this podcast because I've been taking, I haven't been posting on social media for almost a week now. It feels like it's been three years. I'm still using social media. Like I'm not taking a break from social media. I think maybe it made it sound like that on my post, but I'm just not giving myself the pressure to show up and post because I always do. And I don't even, I hesitate to say that because it's a habit for me. Showing up on social media is a habit for me. And I talk about that in a lot of my programs. Like you just have to make a habit out of it. It will completely drain you if you're like telling yourself every single day, if you're having to talk yourself into posting. That being said, There's probably only been three times that I've taken a couple weeks off of social media in my entire business um, and like not forced myself to post. So it's been really nice because I've come up with so many ideas. I'm going through a rebrand right now. I have come up with some like really good content that I'm excited about. And also I'm kind of playing around with this fact that I might make a habit out of this. Like I might do two weeks on social media, two weeks off. I'm going to play around with the structure of it and see what it looks like and kind of experiment with it. Um, because you know, that quote that says, I don't know who it's by. I just see it on Pinterest all the time, but it says like creative people need time to sit around and do nothing. I think that is so true. So true. And also running a business requires consistency. And I think running a business requires you to teach your audience what to expect from you and like create a rhythm out of it. And so I'm kind of playing around with the idea of like, I show up for two weeks and then I'm off for two weeks. And during those two weeks that I'm off, I can like plan content and make it really, really juicy. Cause I'm kind of at this place where I've had a couple different times that I've been like, I feel like I'm just throwing shit online. I feel like I'm not super passionate about the content I'm creating. I feel like I've almost gotten kind of lazy. Like I figured out what works and I'm just doing that, which is fine. And perfectly like actually a really good business strategy is to not try to reinvent the wheel every single second of every single day. But I think I'm at this point where it's like, I've learned what my customers want. I've learned how to show up and sell. Like I've learned who my audience expects me to be. And it's made it nice and easy because I've just been able to get into a rhythm of how I show up. But it's almost like I lost like the flair. I lost the flavor. And I've just gotten a little bit. I like am showing up in that box of how I've always shown up. And now I'm like, oh, I've been less sassy. I've been less unapologetic. I've been like, it's almost like I lost this part of myself. And probably from the outside perspective, you're like, you've been as sassy as you've always been. (laughs) But it's like, there's so much inside of me that I feel like I've kind of just like, not been ignoring, but I just haven't been paying attention to. And I'm so excited to like, dial up my content, really get creative with the way that I'm showing up, um, really create some like cool, shareable content, some cool, teachable content. 
And when I was first starting to experiment with this and be like, okay, I feel like I've gotten a little lazy with how I'm showing up. One of the things that came up for me is I was like, well, maybe I want to show more of my lifestyle. And I experimented with that and I hated it. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I hated it. Like I love showing up and creating cool lifestyle type content, but I really learned that like that takes a lot more effort from me. Number one, number two, it doesn't make me more money. It gets more engagement. I talked about this a little bit on my close friends account, but it gets more engagement and the people who maybe aren't like aren't my dream customers were that all of a sudden paying more attention because they thought it was more cool that I was like showing my lifestyle. But I actually have noticed time and time again that when I show up and teach and provide an insane amount of value and valuable type content, that makes me more money. And that type of content is so much easier to create. Like teaching content for me is the easiest type of content to create. So anyways, I'm going to be doing more of that. I'm going to be creating a lot of like really... I don't know, just like value packed content, not even in a, not even with the intention to like show that I'm an expert, but more with the intention to like help people have breakthroughs for free on my Instagram account and like be helping them move their business along for free. And then if they want to take it a step further, they can invest in my courses. So I'm really excited about that. I don't know exactly when I'm going to start showing up again. I haven't, I'm really playing in the realm of not making commitments. <laughs> so I'm not going to say what day I'm showing up. I mean, I have an idea in my mind, but I'm not going to say it. And I'm just like, I'm kind of going with my intuition, like fully leaning into my intuition. I think I might've talked about this on um, a past podcast episode, but like that again, I feel like because I figured out what works, I'm really, I've really gotten into the rhythm of it, but it's kind of made me step out of like my intuition a bit of like launching what I want doing what I want. Like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm just kind of in this area, this mush phase where I'm like, I'm really leaning into that. So that's what's going to happen too with me showing up. I am going to New York this week. I'm so excited. I'm going to New York with my bestie Lex. And I can't tell you the last time I had a trip where I wasn't showing up on social media. And it's fun for me. I do want to say like, I'm not forcing myself to show up when I go on a trip. I love taking photos. I love documenting it. It feels like a scrapbook. Like it feels like fun to show up in that way. And also I'm kind of excited to maybe experience what that is like. If yes, I'm still documenting it and taking photos, but it's not like I have to post them immediately. It's not like I'm having to capture it in real time. And I'm curious to see if that makes my trip more fun, or maybe I do realize that like showing up on social media makes me enjoy my trips more. I don't know. So I am thinking that I'm probably not going to fully show up until after that trip. And that's when I'm planning also on like launching my new program, anti-school coaching school that I'm so excited about. That's been the other really nice thing about taking a break is I'm like, oh, I can actually sit down and I have a lot of time and mental freedom, like mental space to be able to plan these things out. So I'm so excited about that. Um, lots of goodness coming over on my Instagram page. So if you're not following Kinsey Madsen, K-I-N-Z-I-E-M-A-D-S-E-N, head there. Um, that's where you will see everything go live and see everything that I've been up to. I also am sorry about my stuffiness, <laughs> my allergies. I need to record my podcast late at night, but I feel like my inspiration to talk is always in the morning when I feel the most congested. I actually have like the most psychotic story speaking of my allergies. <laughs> um, so last week, I'm not sure exactly what night it was. 
I posted about, or I think somebody maybe messaged me because I talk about having allergies on my podcast. Um, but somebody was like, Hey, by the way, I've been microdosing LSD for my allergies and it's like, it's changed my life. And they were, I was like immediate. Yes. <laughs> like anything. I mean, I just am like, like I'm into psychedelics. I don't do a ton of, I'm very into mushrooms. Mushrooms are my medicine. I love them. I've never had a bad experience. I will talk about them till I die. They've changed my life. Um, I've done one full LSD guided journey. So LSD for those of you who don't know, it's also acid. Um, it's the, like the little tabs you put under your tongue, but I didn't know you could micro. Well, actually I did know you could microdose LSD. I actually did know you could. I'm just remembering. Um, but I didn't know it would be helpful for allergies. So I immediately ordered some and I ordered a spray and I ordered a liquid that I thought the liquid was like just a little bit heavier of a microdose. So the spray's like, it's super, it's literally, it's one fiftieth. So 2% of an actual acid trip. So it's like you, it's so, it's such a microdose. You just spray it in your mouth once. Um, so I tried that. I, I got it in the mail. I tried it and I didn't really notice a huge difference from just one spray. I actually don't think I noticed anything at all. The one thing I did notice is I felt a little bit anxious. That's one thing that I've noticed with every single substance except mushrooms for me. Weed, alcohol, um, acid. I haven't really tried that many other psychedelics to be completely honest, but I, I always end up feeling a little bit anxious on them and it's not a control thing. Like I actually don't mind not being in control. <laughs> I love not being in control. I love when you're like on a roller coaster and you're like, oh, like about to pass out. Like that feeling is my favorite feeling. <laughs> I like do not mind not being in control. I'm not one of those people who's like afraid of that. Anyways, I, it's just, I feel in my body. It's like a nervous energy is what the anxiety feels like. So I did the spray a couple of times and I just felt that nervous energy and didn't notice a difference in my allergies. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really gonna like, it's not worth it to feel the anxiety if I'm not feeling a difference. So then one night last week, I don't remember what night it was, but I was going to sleep and my allergies were just so bad. Like, cause I have a combination of seasonal allergies, but I'm also allergic to dogs and I have two bulldogs um, and so I have like, they're not allowed on the second level. They're not allowed in my bedroom, but I'm not sure what it is, but I just have a lot of allergies and I was going to bed and they were like really bad. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to try the microdose liquid instead of just the spray because I, I just want to be able to sleep. And I know it sounds insane to take a microdose before I go to bed, but I actually do that with mushrooms. I've heard that with also, by the way, I'm not a doctor. All of this stuff is illegal. <laughs> I also might be lying. <laughs> I'm not lying, but I know it's illegal. All of this stuff. Anyways, I, um, sometimes I take mushrooms, like a microdose, a mini microdose right before I go to bed and it helps me sleep really deeply. I've heard that mushrooms will give you what you need. So if you need energy and you take mushrooms, they'll give you energy. If you're wanting to sleep good, they'll make you sleep good. And I've experienced both. Sometimes mu mushrooms feel like Adderall. Sometimes mushrooms feel like melatonin for me. So I microdose a lot of times right before bed. So I didn't think anything of it with LSD. I should have realized it's a way more activating drug in my opinion. But again, I had only done it once. <laughs> so I don't don't have much experience with this. So anyways, I was like, I'll just take a little bit of the microdosing liquid. 
So I take it and I go to bed. I'm watching my like latest hyper fixation is alligators. I'm obsessed with them. It's kind of past after this experience, honestly, but I'm like obsessed with them. I recently saw what their like hands look like and they are so cute. They are, <coughs> excuse me. They are so cute. Like I, I don't know. Alligators just remind me so much of my dogs. I think they are so sweet. I'm freaking scared of them as well, but I'm just obsessed with them. So anyways, I took a little microdose, what I thought was a microdose of the LSD. I think you guys maybe know where this story is going. And I turned on, I've been watching these like videos about like how to train alligators as I fall asleep. I watch weird stuff as I fall asleep. So I fell asleep to that. And about 10 minutes later, I woke up. And I, like, literally thought I was, like, in the water with the alligators. Like, I was, like, freaking the fuck out. Then I was looking around, and it was like I was tripping, and I was like, what's going on? Then I was like, oh, I took that microdose. I was like, this is crazy. Like, my body is so sensitive to that to that microdose, which didn't really shock me because my body is really sensitive. Like, I don't have to take a lot of anything to feel high. And so I was just like, this is so weird. Like, what's going on? Three hours later... I'm still tripping and tripping harder than I have ever tripped before. Harder than I've ever tripped on mushrooms. At this point, it's like 2 a.m. And I was like, maybe this wasn't a microdose. <laughs> maybe I got confused and like I didn't order a microdose of LSD. Maybe I ordered actual liquid LSD. So at that point, I pulled up my like, I looked at what I had ordered and... <laughs> It was a full, I, I freaking dropped acid at 11 PM at night on accident, went through a full journey. If you know nothing about like LSD, it's like a 12 hour plus trip. <clears throat> I took it at 11 PM that night. I didn't sleep until the next night. I took like little 30 minute naps. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me take a drink. I'm like, <coughs> it's like this is like the grossest. I'm so sorry. This is like the most phlegmy podcast episode I've ever done. Anyways, I ended up tripping balls for like an entire day and a half on complete accident. And again, this makes me sound crazier than I am. I am pretty loose with mushrooms. Like my system handles mushrooms really well. I can trip and it's not like, like, I don't know. I just feel like this story makes me sound way crazier than I am. I am pretty loose with mushrooms. But as far as other drugs go, I mean, I don't even really like drink. <laughs> so this was shocking. This wasn't like a normal experience to accidentally do a full acid trip. But that was that. <laughs> I, I like saw the craziest shit. It was the craziest. It was the craziest journey. I will say like, I'm glad I did it. One thing that happened that was crazy is so I've had long term COVID effects. I can't really eat meat. Most meat I can't eat. It tastes like rotten. It tastes so bad. It's been really hard because like I love meat and I actually feel like when I'm wanting to eat healthy, like I do well if I can eat like meat and veggies. And so it's been really hard because I can't have meat, garlic, butter. It's like all the good things in life. Anyways, the acid trip healed me unless it was completely coincidental that at the same exact time my body healed the next day or I guess two days after I went to a Thai restaurant and had, I don't even know why I thought I was healed. Like, I don't even remember what happened. I think I ordered egg rolls that were normally really covid but I'm really, now that I'm like telling this story, I am realizing that subconsciously I must have known I was healed because it was weird for me to even order those. I normally don't even venture 
outside of what I normally order because it's just so depressing to order something and be excited about it then it tastes like shit so anyways I ordered those they tasted completely normal so yummy and so I was like well I might as well try the grilled chicken which if you have long-term COVID you probably know like grilled chicken is one of the absolute worst at least for me it was and it tasted so good it tasted like normal chicken I I was tearing up I was literally actually tearing up because it's been two and a half years I think that I haven't been able to eat any of like any meat any garlic any butter so that was the one thing the universe had my back <laughs> by me accidentally doing this trip. Um, I don't know. Like I, and I now have like, yeah, I, I'm like that, that whole experience was freaking wild. I love mushrooms. I don't know how I feel about LSD. Like I said, it kind of makes me anxious and I have this, I have this theory that I think mushrooms are a more feminine energy and LSD feels like a more masculine energy and I'm usually I actually feel the best in my masculine I feel the best when I'm like getting things done and I'm like I'm such dad energy <laughs> like I just am like dad energy in the way I am with my friendships in the way I am with my business and so mushrooms to me feel like they balance me out versus I feel like when I took LSD or other like trips that I've done when it's a masculine drug, it feels like it feels like it puts me too much in my masculine and then I'm just anxious. So anyways, that's a completely side note. But I was so happy after because when I was like still tripping balls, my sinuses were completely clear, like completely clear. I felt like I could breathe better than I ever had. And now I'm like, well, I can't just be like tripping on acid every single day of my life. So it did help, but it didn't heal them. It's like something I think you have to do like every day. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Still, I'm manifesting healing my allergies. Um, one of the things I was manifesting is healing my long-term COVID. So that did happen. I'm still manifesting healing my allergies energetically. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that. But all of this to say, a 17-minute intro about what's been going on with my life. You can tell I haven't been showing up on Instagram. <laughs> I have a lot of shit to say. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is, so last night I woke up at, like last night, aka early this morning, I woke up at 3.30 and I just couldn't go back to sleep. I was just like tossed, you know, when you just wake up and you're like, I'm not really tired anymore, but you're like forcing yourself to go back to sleep because it's the time that you're supposed to be sleeping. Well, to me, so I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go downstairs. And I was so inspired. I had like all of these ideas I had. I sat down and listed out like a bunch of new content ideas. I fleshed out some content um, <clears throat> I had like the topic of what I wanted to talk about. I completely fleshed it out. I worked for like two hours at 3am in the middle of the night. And then I went back to sleep, woke up at nine and it just had me thinking. It felt like really similar to how I haven't been running my business. And this is obviously a really weird example as is everything that I use, but and I know that for some of you guys, if you have kids or if you have a day job or if you have commitments in the morning, it doesn't really make sense to like wake up at three when you can't sleep and work. And also, I think so much of the time we're trying to focus on what we're supposed to be doing in that moment that we don't even end up getting anything done. Like if I would have just laid in bed and tossed and turned for two hours, I wouldn't have gotten anything done and I also wouldn't have gotten sleep. And so I woke up, I got shit done, I was inspired and then I went back to sleep and 
the world kept spinning. <laughs> Nothing went wrong. And I woke up and I had a shit ton of stuff done. And I know that's a weird example, but to me, it felt like such a mirror reflection experience of how I've been showing up in my business, where it's like, even with social media, taking this long break from social media, if I had been showing up right now, I wouldn't have been selling anything because I don't have anything ready to sell. I would have just been creating content out of thin air, talking about random things, posting random tweets, and it would have been fine and it would have kept like my audience engaged, but the amount of freedom I've had by just giving myself permission to not do the thing that I think I'm supposed to be doing by giving myself full permission to say, okay, don't do that thing for a second. Let yourself have this free time. Let yourself have this free space to work on what you actually want to be working on. I didn't pop out of bed and say, okay, Kenzie, you have to work on work stuff right now. I didn't set an alarm for 5 a.m. to wake up before the sun so I could get ahead of everyone. Like, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what happened at all. But I think sometimes the universe is giving us these little pockets of time or these pockets of energy or these pockets of inspiration. And we're literally ignoring them because it's not what we're quote unquote supposed to be doing. It wasn't the inspiration we were looking for. It wasn't the time that we were looking to work on this stuff. And I think we're constantly pushing away abundance by not taking those things, by not taking those opportunities, by not following those ideas. And again, it's a balance. It's the paradox of being like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel every single day. I'm not going to show up in a new way on Instagram every single day. That doesn't make business sense. It doesn't make energetic sense. Like it just, that's not going to work. But I think when we have the same thing show up over and over and over again, it really is important to even follow that idea just to get it out of our mind just to get it so that we aren't hyper fixating on this idea. Um, <laughs> this is also a really stupid example, but a couple weeks ago I bought a drum set. I, I do not know how to play the drums, but I do in a way that like a five-year-old taking drum lessons would know how to play the drums. Like I can play a teeny bit. I want to get really good. I was in this hyper fixation of Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, Nirvana. I was reading his book. All I wanted to do was drum all day long. I knew once I bought drums that I probably wasn't going to play them as much as I thought, but it was all I was thinking about. It was all I was thinking about in the back of my mind. I was just like, oh, like I'm hyper fixating on this thing. I couldn't even think of ideas because I was so like focused on and so obsessive with this thing, which it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I should be medicated. <laughs> The, the, like obviously there's a deeper story here behind the obsession and also just buying the drum set freed me it freed me and I know that's to say like okay it's like thankfully I had the money to buy the drum set and I also don't want to just be like I'm not going to play the drums. I do still want to play the drums, but I think there's things in our business that if we would just do the thing and experiment with the thing, we could move fucking on with our life. Another example that I have is like pricing. So I see a lot of people wait to launch something until they have the exact perfect price that they want to charge for it. You don't know what price you want to charge and still till you launch it and start playing around with it. Like, the idea that there's this perfect exact right price for you to sell something for is not true at all. 
It is not true at all. There isn't a right or a wrong price for whatever it is that you're selling. You just have to get out there and experiment. And you have to say, okay, what type of people does this price attract? What type of um, experiences does this price give us the freedom to do? What kind, like, you just have to experiment. And so instead of saying, okay, like I am going to try to decide what this is, just start posting it, start talking about it and decide a price is the right price. Do it that way for a few months and then reassess and say, okay, was this worth it? Business is so much about experimentation. And a lot of times we're not making progress because we're not letting ourselves experiment and we're not letting ourselves try things. And our experiments, yeah, maybe we're showing up, but maybe we're experimenting with a certain box. Like it's like we're experimenting in the box of what we've always done. What if you let yourself totally take a different, a different route, a different avenue, a different, even like maybe it's a different social media platform. I mean, I am like Instagram's biggest slut. I freaking love her. Like I, I am obsessed with Instagram. That being said, maybe you're not. So maybe experiment with a different platform. Like you just have to realize that no one is going to come and give you, even your spirit guides, even your higher self, nobody's going to come down from this guy and say, this is exactly what you should do to be successful. You have to figure that out through trying things. And the quicker you try things and the more consistent you are when you try things, because we can't try something once and then derive our experiment results from trying it that one time. That doesn't work. (laughs) Like an actual, like, um, if you're wanting to actually draw results of what worked and what didn't work, you have to try it a shit ton of times in a ton of different circumstances to be like, okay, yeah, like maybe the algorithm wasn't liking me that week, but then it was liking me the next week. And if I take the average now, you don't have to do all this. <laughs> like You don't have to be like figuring out the exact results, but you even just experiencing those things, you'll know what felt good to you, what felt good to your audience, when you noticed you were getting the most results, when you noticed you were getting the most sales. And that's your job as a CEO. It is your job to experience, experiment and then to experience those results and to see what it, just like the truths it shows of your business in this current moment. Um, and so the less you can overthink, the more you can take action the more consistent you can be in the action, the more results you're going to have in your business, period, 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 period. And I know it feels like kind of a paradox because I'm literally saying in the beginning of this that like I'm only maybe going to show up on social media every two weeks. But yes, if I was showing up every single day, I would create more success in my business. I am actually like confident if I had the energy to show up how I'm going to show up during the two weeks that I'm going to be showing up. If I could do that every single day, I am confident it would move my business forward more than if I was just showing up every two weeks. That being said, I am one human and I have to work within what is possible for me. And for me to be able to access my full creativity, especially as a projector, especially as somebody who is a creative, especially as somebody who likes having a lot of downtime to come up with ideas, This may be the only way I'm able to fully tap into that content creation power. And so you do sometimes have to be willing to um, maybe sacrifice what could be instant success for long-term success. 
I could try to show up every single day in my full power. I guarantee you, if I was putting as much effort as I'm putting into my content this the past couple weeks, or I guess it's only been a week. It hasn't even been a week. That's what's crazy. That's what I was telling Cammy. I was like, it feels like I've been off Instagram for three years. I have so much to say, and it's been six days. <laughs> it's literally been six days. But if I put that amount of effort into my content every single day, I wouldn't have time to create programs. I wouldn't have time to live a life. I wouldn't have time to travel and get inspired. And like, so it's this weird thing where it's like, yes, maybe if you could show up more frequently, you would make more progress in your business, but maybe you just can't do that. Maybe it's, it's not available to you because you're one human with the, maybe a small team or maybe no team. And you have to be willing to look at that and get real about like, what is consistency going to look like to you? And how can you commit to that? Instead of going all in, getting burnt out, not doing anything for two months, like that's not going to help your business grow. That's not going to help your business grow at all. And that's why I think sometimes we have like a really hard relationship with consistency because we have an idea of what that looks like. We think that means showing up on Instagram every single day, multiple times a day, showing up on Pinterest every single day, multiple times a day, showing up on TikTok and having a new strategy. It's like you need to hire a full on social media team to do that. If you're wanting to show up that much, if that's not available to you, you have to get real about what type of consistency you can commit to and then creating the rhythm around it, creating the system around it, creating the sales process out of that. Um, because there's no right or wrong way. There's no right or wrong way to build a business. There's businesses. If you're a coach or if you're wanting to be a coach, there's businesses that launch one time a year, a super massive launch and then they don't launch the rest of the year and they don't show up on social media as much the rest of the year and like that's a viable business model there's people who launch something new every single day there's people who only sell one-on-one coaching and they're just selling that and getting people into their space every single day you can't figure out what you like until you experiment with it and that might change. There might be some times that you're like, you know what? I actually really like showing up every single day. I've really found my rhythm. And then there might be times that you're like, I have to take a summer off. <laughs> I really need to like get re-inspired and recommitted to my business. But this is your job as the CEO. It's no one else's job. If you keep putting your success in other people's hands, if you keep putting your success in anything besides yourself, it will never be long lasting. You might get a little bit of like, you might hire someone new and they help you for a second. But if you don't stay in that role of like, you're the CEO and it's your job to keep moving this forward, it won't last. It won't last. And I also want to say too, this last thing, and then I'll wrap this up. I feel like I, I'm like having imposter syndrome over how congested I sound. <laughs> so I can't talk for much longer. Um, but I always had this idea that like being a CEO, I had this idea of what it looked like in my head. And yes, I had made it. I had done a lot of things to be like, okay, me as a CEO, I'm not wearing suits. Like I, you will not catch me in a blazer. I hate the way I look in a blazer. I hate it. Hate it. I've always hated it. Um, so like there was like, th that's like obviously a really like stupid example, but like, I don't pride myself on having a ton of commitments. I don't pride myself on waking up early. I don't pride myself. Like none of these things like were important to me, but I had this idea that like as a CEO, that meant I had to completely like, um, I had to be the one who was in charge to tell my team what to do. And I had to be the one coming up with tasks. And I realized a couple months back that like, I hate telling people what to do. And in my mind, I thought that was something as a CEO that you had to do, but that is not true at all. That is actually not true at all. And since then, 
I have handed over that task to Cammie where Cammie, she's one of my assistants. She's in charge of telling me what to do. She's in charge of telling Morgan what to do. Morgan goes to Cammie when Morgan has something that she needs done from me. And so Cammie is like now in charge of my tasks. And that has been the biggest shift in my productivity. I cannot tell you how much that has shifted the results and the amount of things I'm able to get done. And so Yes, it's your responsibility to be a CEO. It's your responsibility to keep the company moving. But maybe part of that is saying, I need to hire somebody to keep me in line, to keep me on task, to make sure I'm getting my stuff done. Keeping the company moving could also be realizing that that's not your strength. Productivity is not your strength. So hire somebody who helps you be productive. Um, That's something that changed a lot for me. So Yes, it's your job as a CEO to keep moving things forward, but don't create an idea of a CEO that isn't you in your mind, or you'll always keep this version of you as a CEO that's just pretend you'll keep it pedestalized, and then you'll never reach your full potential because you you think you need to be something that you're not to reach that, which is not true at all. Because you want to be a CEO, because you want to make money, that desire is just showing you that it's possible and that there is a timeline where it exists. You just have to tap into your full power, through experimentation, through taking action, through being messy, right? Like you're gonna make mistakes on the way. If you aren't making mistakes in your business, I guarantee you, you are moving way slower than you could. And not in like a fun way, (laughs) like a boring way, not in an intentional tortoise movement way, in a way that you're like hiding behind something and then maybe poking out for a second. And then as soon as you sense that maybe you're gonna make a mistake, you're hiding back behind that rock. And that's just like, That's like little bitch energy and we are like not fans of that around here. So get messy, make mistakes. It's going to happen. Experiment, figure out what works for you and keep me updated as you do. Um, I don't know if I'll be on Instagram before this, the next episode launches. So I might just see you back here in a week. I'm not exactly sure what my schedule is going to be, but thanks for listening. Also, thanks for reaching out and letting me know when the podcast influenced you or helped you make a decision or whatever it truly like I'm not lying when I say those are my favorite messages to receive they like make my day I have just like a screenshot album of or a a screenshot and I like send it to a folder in my phone of the times that the podcast has helped you guys so that when I'm feeling like (laughs) when I'm in like a pity party mode I go read through that and I'm like oh yeah like I have the best people and they're listening and it really it helps me to keep going so I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. I will talk to you when I talk to you. And go make a mess. Go have some fun. Get creative. And I will talk to you later. Bye.